<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. So Becky is here and she's brought her polls, but I don't know when you say serious and dramatic. Now I'm a little nervous. They're not going to end it's, the world. They're just not as fun On and a silly. scale of one to Scandaval. Oh, well, nothing could ever reach that. Nothing could ever reach it. We should do an entire podcast just on. After, after the final reunion, because you and I watched the first reunion episode and it was a lot to take in. Yeah. This whole thing. I think somebody, I just posted her TikTok the other day. She was saying about like how this is best explained. I have to pull up her. I have to pull up her account because I can't talk about this without giving her credit. While you're pulling it up, I have a really good bit of advice for anyone. If you're very annoyed that you don't know what's going on and you want to get involved in the Vanderpump business of it all, you don't have to watch entire seasons. What I did is seasons one to five, I just watched the reunions and kind of got caught up that way. So if you want to, you can just watch the reunions of each season to get caught up on what has happened and what's going on now. There you go. Okay. Well, best explain for the entire scandal though. Okay. So it's the talk of Shane, Kiki Monique, who is the person who said it. She was doing an interview on TV and she said the best way to explain this for people who haven't watched is it's like as if, Chandler and Rachel had an affair. Joey knew about it and didn't tell Monica. <gasps> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to explain it. Oh it's my like goodness. Chandler and Rachel had an affair and Joey knew about it and didn't tell Monica. Yes. And when she said it like that, everyone's like, oh, now I get it. Because the big thing, and I think everyone's like, they're all cheaters. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They're Every, all, yes. they've all done things except for Katie and Lisa, yes. which was clarified. Yes. But they've all done things. But I think what puts this at the tipping point of being very, very different was how close the women were yes. and how long the affair was. And how committed they were to, in an insidious manner, keeping it from her for so long and bringing other people in to keep it from her. Yeah. Yes, everyone on that show basically has cheated, but I do think a lot of it was young, drunk, broke mistakes. Mm -hmm. We're 40. 
Yeah. This man, it, well, you're not, you little spring chicken. <laughs> I'm 38, but thank <laughs> you. He's 40. Yeah. These are adult male decisions that he is choosing to make. And it, it does seem different to me, even though, yes, they are all cheaters. This particular case does seem different. And I understand that, like, Tom is, like, there are, there are a lot of people who have gone through instances of affairs and things like that. So it, it wasn't so far-fetched. I think what was hard was seeing how close Raquel became with Ariana. She and, ingratiated herself yeah. into her friendship. And, yeah, she really— But when— when it all kind of came to a head and I'm like rewatching the earlier seasons, mm -hmm. there's part of me that wonders if she thought that by this all happening, they were going to have some sort of romance story that was going to rise to the top because of all of the different ways that all the other couples have come together. Yeah. But it didn't really work out that way. However, Ariana said something that really made me think because first of all, it was very, very sad to watch Tom try and minimize all the relationships. Like watching James be like, you said I was like a brother to you. Yeah. And then him saying, no. no, like it was sad. There's a lot of sadness, like people who felt really yeah. close with him, having it be minimized like that. Like, oh, we were already breaking up. No, you were freezing your eggs together. Like, no, you weren't breaking up. But Ariana said something about whatever Raquel is doing is being coached by Tom because he did that with her throughout the entire relationship on how they were going to present their relationship to the public. That was interesting. So that is like a, a really interesting thing. And I makes me not have, not empathy, but it makes me look at the way that Raquel is behaving as potentially coached by Tom because yeah. she's a lot younger. I still just think the whole thing blows my mind. It's one of like, it's so wild to see how this is all going now and how they're actually all benefiting because Tom Sandoval's shows are now sold out. His shows do seem to be packed, which I'm like, at even the if you're going to hate watch it, no, you are giving that man money. And I don't think we need to like burn these people to no. the ground. I don't and like publicly. No. Yeah. Like, am I a fan of what they did? No. Am I going to put stuff online or, you know no. what I mean? Direct intense hate towards them? No, I'll just support Ariana. I don't have to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Try to destroy the other two. I'm more interested in the psychology behind it all. Like what is, what were they thinking? What was their thought process? What was the end game why didn't they actually apologize first? And the only times we see tears from Tom is when this business is talked about. It's all very fascinating. And Lisa, I think, is guiding them all through it. And she said some really good points about like, he's not a bad person. He did a bad thing. He did a bad thing repeatedly. But like, is there a redemption for him eventually? And I didn't realize that the showrunners are who chooses who's coming back. So we mm. don't actually know who's going to be on future seasons. Like, yes, they could choose to not be on the show. But Ariana said... No, that's not. But I thought two things that I would I would like to point out about the takeaways from Scandaval is yeah. one, it maybe wasn't okay to blame mental health for the reasons of cheating because I did read that that adds to mental health stigmas, which makes people who suffer from mental health illnesses feel like they are morally corrupt mm. or they can become morally corrupt. It, yeah. Those two things can't be like, yes, you can be struggling with mental health things and perhaps also make some decisions that are morally corrupt. However, you cannot, what it, what the therapist They're not person was married. saying, they shouldn't be, yeah, correlation isn't causation. Yes. The other thing that I think is really important and not in defense of Raquel, but using her name, Avery, Avery Francis made a good point about not calling her Rachel. Her birth yes. name is Rachel. She goes by Raquel. 
Avery Francis made a really smart point about the fact that using Rachel is like using somebody's dead name. It's like not okay. We have to say Raquel. I thought it was, I was one to be like, ah, Rachel at first. And I heard that I was like, you're right. We have to like honor somebody's chosen name. And so there's a way you can talk about that. You didn't like what she did without doing that for sure. And whatever anyone else on the show is doing, it's none of my business, but I definitely do agree with you. I think Raquel thought that it was going to blow over just like any other cheating scandal. And Tom probably told her that like, maybe she saw herself as an Ariana and like Ariana was Kristen in this situation to her. And she just thought it's going to work out fine. I do think Lisa Vanderpump is only pulling for the Tom so hard because of business. Business, I think that's why she was so trying to talk down Lala and Ariana in the part one of the reunion. Cause I do think, I don't think she would be as defensive of Tom if she wasn't tied to him financially. I don't really like how she was the first part of the reunion. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of watching the first part of the reunion was you eating popcorn and yelling, you're not Romeo and Juliet on the TV because <laughs> that's how they were behaving. They really, I think, We thought, wouldn't have done it if it wasn't worth it with yeah. the galaxy lights on. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I like wonder the, if the sales like of galaxy the lights have gone up or down. I like the theory that he was controlling Schwartz and Raquel through the galaxy lights. And he had some kind of control. Imagine it turned into like a paranormal sci-fi kind of thing. That'd be great for me. Can I confess something? (gasps) Are you magical and you can control people through lights? No. And like I say this, I don't think he was good for Katie at all. But I think I I have a soft spot for Schwartz and I don't know why. And you're opposite. I know. I can't shake it. I I think she's almost worse than Sandoval. I know. But why do I like him a little bit? He's the only man on the show who's gotten physical with women. <gasps> he's dumped drinks on Katie. He's dumped drinks on someone else. That's right. Whenever he has a beef, he is very content with having a beef with women and like tearing them down, really, really tearing them down verbally. He doesn't do that with the men. You don't see him like buck up to Brock yeah. or to Tom or to... Even when James threw a drink at him. Not as much as James. There. Yeah. But a woman... He'll eviscerate a woman. And I don't like that about him. And I think he's rested on his like, he is funny. Is he's it that he's very charming? funny? I feel yeah. like I need to evaluate why I why I have a soft spot. He's for him. funny and he's slightly charming. And I think he rests on that. This like, ah, shucks, I'm just cute and telling a joke. And it yeah. never takes anything seriously. And I think that's why it was so easy to see Katie as the villain. Is no, because, I've never seen Katie as I yeah. it's watching Katie in like her. The one thing I really liked about the reunion was that she wasn't giving him what he wanted. Yes. At any point. She did not give him what he, he wanted. He was poking her. He was poking. By he defending was, Joe. Yeah. He did his repeated thing of like their big reason of getting a divorce was that she felt like he never was coming to her defense. He, She's been on the podcast before. She talked about how she felt denied by him repeatedly. Yes. So it was really nice to see her just sit there and be like, I'm not going to do this. I This is, this is Katie's. Yeah, we're all like on Team Mariana, but we're also like, I'm very much watching Katie and watch her rise. And the sandwich shop, I think, is going to be. I think it's interesting if you really think about it. I cannot think of a good Tom on Bravo. Tom (gasps) Sandoval, not good. Tom Schwartz, good. Erica Jane's husband, Tom, scammed people out of money. Oh my gosh, the Tom's on Bravo. Is there a good Tom on Bravo? Please message us if yes. (laughs) Honestly. Well, we've talked about this for too long. Ten minutes. Oh no. Okay. We can well, cut it down. Let's get, that's okay. Let's get into our our mini scandies. Okay. Well, this is perfect because it's a cheating question. <gasps> These are always so nuanced. I know. Do you consider it cheating for a partner to DM with someone on social media who they aren't friends with, 
and they're like kind of think they're attractive. Is that cheating? I mean that that would be a very weird thing. I think intent comes into play here because yeah. I've DM'd with people that I think are cute, but there's no. I would tell my husband, look, I'm DMing this person. Do not think they're hot. Yeah. Like I would also say it to him. But you're probably not DMing them like, oh, nice pick. Like, no, oh, if you're you keeping look really- it secret, if you're keeping it secret, if you wouldn't show your partner what you've said, yes. that's where the line I feel is. And I think that's for a lot. And, and that's why I think it is very nuanced because for one person that could be cheating. And for another person, I'd be like, no, I'm very aware. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. One of the, I've been in so many Facebook groups and the biggest question I always see asked is, it bothers me that my partner likes likes, fo- yep. likes these photos on Instagram. Should I be upset? Do I have a right to be upset? And it really made me like step back. And I recognize that during a time that I was single, I followed a lot of these like bearded king accounts because <laughs> I love a bearded man. And I, they would still come up in my newsfeed. I'd be like, yeah, like that picture. Like he looks hot. And then when those questions came up, I really had to be like, wait a second. Am I doing something that's potentially stepping outside my relationship? And then, because if Shane had done that and he was tapping, he was double tapping on like hot girl pics, yeah. like how would I feel about that? I don't, I don't genuinely know how I'd feel about it. We've never come to that. Yeah. But I, I do think it comes down to the individual relationship and having those conversations. Like what is cheating for us is DMing. I think DMing is like, it's like a stepping stone into something. And if you wouldn't show your partner those DMs, it's not okay. I think that's the huge distinction is, is it a secret and- would you be willing to tell your partner that you're DMing that person? But it is nuanced. And I think yeah. everyone can have a different definition of what cheating is to them. Oh, yeah. There's no rules. Like you can have your own definition of what cheating is. Okay. This one was interesting. This is a mm. new poll. My partner is an entrepreneur who used to be a musician, but a quite popular musician, like had an album hit the top 25 on iTunes, <gasps> like opened for- opened for a lot of big bands. Okay. I won't say who they were okay. because that might yeah, yeah, change our opinion. Give away the okay. anonymity. But it was like pretty big bands that she was okay. mentioning. Okay. He is now writing again after taking a hiatus. His latest song, I think is really, really awful. It's bad. He wants to spend his own money to record and release this one and not use a label. Should I stay quiet and encourage him? Or do I tell him to maybe try another song and put his money into that? It's basically, would you tell your partner if something they made was shit? I think it's like when somebody wants to get a haircut and they want to spend the money on doing it. And if you tell them that you think it's a bad idea, it doesn't really stop them from doing it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to choose like, it's not what I would maybe go for. Like it's, this song doesn't really feel like my style, but I support you if you want to do it. Do you have anything else in the bag? I think there's ways to compliment sandwich it a little bit. Yes. Because I think it would also be unfair if it came out later and they said like, what do you think? And you're like, I actually hate it. And then they're like, well, why didn't you say something? I think there's a way to have the conversation. But similar to when you want to do something with your hair, it almost no one can stop you. If yeah. you think the song is good, there's almost nothing you can do. And and music is also objective, right? Yeah. So maybe other people love it. Maybe yeah. it's one of those songs that you have to listen to five times before you, that's me with Taylor Swift music. I never like it on the first listen. I like it on the fifth and then I'm obsessed and we'll replay it over and over again. Controversial right I now. I know. Listen, I'm a Swifty after five listens. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just saying Taylor Swift <laughs> is very controversial right now. Oh, yeah. So there's just... a lot going on. I'm waiting for like real news to come out about it because right now it just feels like there's a lot of chatter and like assumptions, but we don't know if she's dating and who and what's going on. But I, I do think it's good for her to be 
accountable for I think if you're dating a racist. But is she? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's the if problem. she is, if she is though, I'm saying if you're comfortable dating a racist, I feel I very, very bad for her black fans. I'm going to wait and see what happens and, and if it's real. Yeah, and her I think fans we are, have to make an answer for that when it's public. I feel like I thought you were even, saying it was controversial that I was like only liked her music no. on the fifth song. I'm like, I know Swifties are here, but like, oh, I don't want to no. anger them. No. They'll come for me. I don't think anybody would be angry. I mean, we've seen Taylor time and time again get called out for like different things. White she, feminism. She often will come around to some sort of, like she's another human being going through human experiences. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. We don't know that she's dating him. We don't know that she's dating him. Yeah. I also just like, it's a wait and see situation for me. And I, I have a lot of questions about her. I hope there is some. Yeah. It's great that we're having the conversation though. I will say that it is like our associations with things I think are important rabid fandom to the point where the person that you like cannot do anything wrong and you will attack someone for saying they did something wrong and not holding them accountable Mm -hmm. is awful. Mm -hmm. I think if you're like, I am a huge Beyonce or Lizzo fan. Okay, let's take Lizzo. I'm a huge Lizzo fan. When she said something about Chris Brown, like, oh my gosh, you're my favorite person. And people were really calling her out for it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like you don't have to be a fan that cannot hear anything wrong about yeah. the person that you like. It's okay to question your faves. I also saw this TikTok the other day where this woman was like, when I was a teenager and I love Zac Efron and I found out that he was drinking underage, <laughs> I ripped the posters down and cried so hard that I threw up. And I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> that's the best. Yeah. Okay. So funny. Okay. So compliment sandwich, the musician. Yeah. Guy, and compliment just like, sandwich. I think if you're a partner that's involved, it's also like if you're, are they married? They're married, but it also, she didn't say if he asked her opinion, if he was like, really tell me, what do you think of this song? Yeah, it might be fair, different, but if he's fair. like, I love this, I want to release it. Yeah. I also think like, it's their money. So is that going to be, or do they have separate accounts? Like, I, I think, think they have that, separate accounts. Okay. Well then it's his I money. Mean, yeah. You'll never agree with how people choose to spend their time and money. That's true. Maybe that's it. Okay. The next one features allergies. Oh yeah. That's wow. Right. That's a really big pivot. It is. And now I have to pull it up. Okay. Hold, please. Okay. My cousin is getting married in a few weeks, and thankfully, they don't need the final headcount until May 28th. However, my problem is her menu. I have a severe mushroom allergy, and she originally told me only the chicken dish had mushrooms in it and that there would be other options for me. Today, she posted the menu on her Instagram story, and I noticed that all of her main course options have mushrooms in them. I'm very fearful of cross-contamination. When I texted her about it, she claimed she forgot the other choices had it. And her first course, which is like a wedge salad, is safe for me. My question is, do I go to the wedding and ask for a second salad as my dinner because I can't eat the entree choices? Or do I just not go to the wedding because I have had cross-contamination issues in the past and I'm fearful it could happen again? Okay, I'm an allergy girl. I have a very... Like my gluten allergy makes me break out in a massive rash. If there's something really upcoming in my calendar, I have to take this so seriously because that rash is so uncomfortable. What I have done at events, because the same thing happens where something will come out and you're like, is this actually gluten-free? Because this is going to be catastrophic for me. If not, I'll actually go and talk to the wait staff and talk to the kitchen. I wouldn't not go to the event. I would just make sure and always, always pack like protein bars in your bag, have a backup thing for yourself because you can't, especially at a busy event, mistakes can happen. Things can happen. 
I would go and talk and not like the bride is going to has so much on her plate. Okay. She's probably not even like, it's unfortunate that she made that mistake. She's also having to take care of like probably 200 people's needs all at once. So I do think like, take, understand that like, okay, it's unfortunate. There's mushrooms on all the things. Go, go to the wedding, talk to the kitchen staff. Just say let like, them even know, the knives I have can't a very severe mushroom allergy. Yeah. I just want to make sure that my plate is okay. Talk to your server. Be clear about what your needs are. I mean, it is so, I used to work in a restaurant and it used to be a very, allergies were taken very, very seriously. Yeah. A lot of kitchens have entirely different processes when they know there's an allergy. I think that they will, I think they'll be supportive. Yeah. And I would just make sure you have a backup in your bag or an exit plan to leave the wedding and go through a McDonald's drive through and come back. I was just going to say, if you want to be petty, Uber Eats and McDonald's and just eat it in front of everyone. How many weddings have you gone to where you've had to leave and go eat a meal somewhere else? I have definitely had somewhere I have to stop and do a little fill up yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. When hosting people for dinner and you get tired, is it rude to excuse yourself to go to bed while your significant other stays up with the guests? Oh my God. I do this all the time. Okay. Yeah, I do it all the time. I, I have recognized that you have to have personal boundaries because otherwise you just stay up and you become resentful and angry, like, and okay. tired. And then it rolls into your next day. I've had times, especially when like family is visiting or something and they have a little bit more energy or want a longer day or they want to play a game. And I think what really helped me was being pregnant. Being pregnant was a good entry point for me to be like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I got to go lay down. Yeah. People do not argue with a pregnant person True. when they need to go lay down. But it taught me that I'm actually allowed to say that even if I'm not pregnant, I'm allowed to have body autonomy on like what I need, even if, it, or even if it means like, I'm actually going to stay home from this meal. Like I'm actually not feeling my best. Like, and that's okay. Like you can still be supportive and be there and all that stuff, especially if your partner is still chill to like hang out with them, mm -hmm. go to bed. I, I do it all the time now. The added layer for me is I think if I invited them, mm. then I would think it is a little rude for me to be like, okay, I'm going to bed, like hang out with Scott. Or yeah. if Scott invited them, I would have no problem doing that. Or at least if I invited them, not Scott, and I'm exhausted being like, hey guys, like, I'm exhausted. Do you want to head out or do you want to stick around with Scott? I don't know. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I think it's a bit different it. if you invited them. That's fair. To like a little intimate party and That's then you're fair. like, goodbye, everyone. I, I have before been like, I'm just warning everybody right now. I'm feeling really tired. I might need to wrap this up in half an hour. But mm. like, let's re like, let's have a, I can't wait to do this again. Like, it doesn't mean that was a bad night. If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, thank you. Like, I've literally been at somebody's house before when all of us were hanging out and chilling and like eating around the island and they were like, guys, we're like hitting a wall and I think I need to go to bed soon. I'm just giving everyone a heads up. There was not a bone in me that was offended by that. I was like, Thank I actually you for agree. saying it. It does not bother and me at all. it was early in the night. It didn't matter. Yeah. We'd been there all afternoon. Like I'd rather tired, someone tired. be honest with me than like suffer through our interaction yes. if they're feeling exhausted. I yes. would rather you just tell me and I wouldn't feel bad about it. The next one is about friendship. Okay. Ooh. It's a little bit long. Okay. For context, I had a best friend for about 10 years. And then the other girl came into the friendship. So then it was the three of us for about a year. I don't really trust the other girl. And she had quite a bad vibe about her. Example, always bitching about other people really like quite mm. viciously. I ditched both friendships. There's more to it, which led me to that decision, but she doesn't go into it, which broke my heart since one of them was my best friend. And then she went on, had a baby of her own. I have a baby too. We didn't talk for about a year. We made contact two years ago and we've spoken 
texted every day since then. If I don't reply to her, she texts me back. Like she asks and she asks to like keep talking, but they haven't met. I've asked her to meet up twice. The first time she couldn't as she was busy all weekend, which she actually was. And the second time she skipped that part of my text and only replied to the other bit of it. So should I ask her to meet up with me again for a third time? Should I confront her about what's going on or just ignore her from now on? I think this is a really good one to go back and listen to the Nicole Brienne, a podcast about oh, friendship. That was such a good one. The change of contracts. Because I think what's happening here is she's having the relationship coming back to life. However, she's holding a contract that was their previous friendship to it. And until Nicole said that, I did I really even comprehend that you can have relationships that change and the contracts have to change with them because this like it's not the same scenario yeah. anymore. I also have friends that I dearly love that I often just can't put into my calendar. Like there are yeah. a lot of times where I have to say no or be like, guys, I actually don't have anything for like a couple of weeks. And that's the honest, honest truth. You yeah. and I see each other a little bit more because you're down the street that I can be like, well, it's convenient. Hey, we're, we're free for an hour. We're you 30 seconds away from we're each other. 30 seconds away. But I do feel like maybe what's happening is like now they're in this new situation. They have a new type of friendship. They have more things going on in their life. It might not be what she thinks it feels like, which is that she's being rejected. Or it might mean that this person needs a little bit more time in chatting while they like rebuild the relationship before she's ready to meet. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't know, like maybe the contract's just changed and you're now in like a talking friendship and you check in with each other and that's where that's it's at That's a really now. good point. Okay, yeah, I agree. If your adult children, so her adult children in mm -hmm. this case were around 18 to 20, live with you, would you let them have their significant other sleepover? Or extra spicy, would you let them bring home one night stands? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the first one, I think probably, yeah. Okay. So you would let them bring home a significant other for a quote unquote sleepover. You'd I let just them stay the night. I just don't know. Well, depend if they're like a legal adult and they're staying with you, like, I don't know how you would tell an adult no. I also even don't. Home. I also want my kids to always feel like home is a safe space. Yeah. Like home is a place you can, I don't want them to end up somewhere potentially dangerous because Fair. they're afraid to come home with somebody. Yes. I also like, it's not. I don't know. Like I've, I've been an adult. I've not, I don't think I've ever had somebody sleep over at my parents' house, but I can see like, I probably wouldn't have because maybe I knew that that would have made my parents uncomfortable. I don't know. Okay. They probably wouldn't care now. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know. So I think that there is, obviously everyone has different comfort levels, but I, I think for me, I would want my kids to have home be a safe space, especially even if they're an adult and bringing someone into that space, yeah. that tells me that they're bringing somebody into a space that's safe for them yeah. and that I want to be my priority. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Genuinely. I would let, like, especially if they're adults, as long as I'm, I think the rule for me would be keep it respectful. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Like, just like they I don't want to hear you. Exactly. Right. So I think one night stands is a little bit difficult for me because I feel like, is it safe that there's a stranger in my mm -hmm. home. Yeah. But I at the same time, I wouldn't want my kids going somewhere unsafe. So I do agree. I think it's better that they would have a safe place to bring someone. And I mean, they're adults. So can I just be real? If this is my friends asking a question, I'd be like, do whatever you want. Like yeah. bring mom, do the thing. And then you say kids and I'm like, I don't know how I feel. Yes. It's really uncomfortable. It is. Okay. This one is about 
three pregnant people and a Ooh. baby shower. <gasps> my two cousins and my sister are all pregnant at the same time. Okay. And they're all due within like one or two months of each other. Okay. My mother believes it is okay to give my sister and the two cousins a baby gift, and she got them all similar things, at the one person shower. I'm trying to talk her out of it as the day is supposed to be about the one cousin. Yeah. My aunt, the cousin's mom, also gets very mad about like little things like that. Yeah. And believes that everything is a competition. I don't think it's worth possibly upsetting the one cousin and the aunt over a gift. What would people do? No, I would be, I would advocate so hard for the pregnant woman here because like I personally probably wouldn't care as a pregnant person, I might care. Like you're not in the same, like I didn't get any baby showers this last round. Not that I needed it, but I did want to have that like feeling of like coming together with people in your world before going through like this feeling a little special. And so there is that like part of you that really wants to be seen in a time of pregnancy when you've gone through most of this pretty like not alone. You've got people around you, but like you've gone, you've done so much with your body in the last nine months. There's something about being celebrated and having that day. I think it is. I don't think it's okay to give somebody else gifts unless you did it really tastefully. And like, I have something for you Come out to in the my parking car. lot with me. Yeah. There's a way if, if it's a logistic thing, then just talk to her about how to logistically do this. Yeah. Cause the other two don't, women are having baby showers as well. Yeah. Do not bring the gifts for two other people at one per, especially pregnancy gifts. Like that, to me, it just removes the special feeling that that woman's going to get a feeling like the day is about her. Cause yeah. she already probably feels like we're all having babies together and that's so exciting. Yeah. But there's part of you that knows that everyone's just going to care about the next baby a little bit. Like yeah. you only have this like small window. I know that sounds so messed up, but no. the, that's the reality of like having a baby. And then yeah. you watch somebody else have one two weeks later and you're like, all right, well, <laughs> Yeah. Ship sailed. <laughs> Everyone. It's like next. We are like that a little bit. I feel like. So I get that she yeah. needs to be special. Countess Luann de Seps would say. What? This is not good etiquette. She's from the Real Countess Housewives of oh. New York. <laughs> okay. You sounded like you were saying a different language for a second. You're like Countess Luann would say. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I said her last name right. Apologies. Okay. This one. Mm. Bridesmaid drama. <gasps> we have a lot of this today. Yes. Me and another friend have been planning our best mate. They are British. Oh, okay. Our best mate's hen party. So What's bachelorette. That? Okay. We hen live in, party. she's like, we live in the UK. So it's a hen party in the UK. Okay. So their friend, her work colleagues were totally against doing a spa weekend. They said to them in the group chat, like, she does not want to do a spa weekend. Like she would hate it. She's told mm. us like, she does not want to do a spa weekend. And they threw out a bunch of other suggestions instead. So they're like, okay, they were thinking about doing that. Me and my friend got overwhelmed with all the suggestions they were throwing out. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. So they told them nicely to back off. But we agreed not to do the spa because they said she would not like it. The WhatsApp group got very frosty from that point on. The best friend was sort of aware of this, but also aware that we wanted her to do a spa day. Mm -hmm. And so she knew it was happening tangentially, but she was not in the group chat. Then last weekend... My best friend posted Instagram stories that her colleagues had done her a surprise mini Hindu, aka bachelorette, and it's a spa day. <gasps> really playing it up and saying colleagues are her besties. Now her question is, do I mention something to her? It feels like an elephant in the room and it feels very awkward when we speak, 
but I don't want to cause drama because this is her special day. Yeah, it's not her fault. This sucks. This sucks. Yeah. This is like, oh, I'm so mad about it. It would hurt me to be in this situation. I think she needs to like say it in the group and be like, I'll be honest, I'm very disappointed that you went ahead and did this when you like said this, but I don't want, like we're collectively all here for the bride. I just don't think that I could move forward without saying something. And the fact that I am disappointed and hurt, but do not bring this to the bride. I agree. I didn't even think of that angle. I think it's a good idea to bring it to the WhatsApp group. I do think, yeah. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise it is this massive elephant in the room. You're all about to celebrate this bride. And I think that you can do it in a way that you're like, I'm just disappointed. It was upsetting to see. I hope we can move forward in like a little bit more of a productive way collectively for our mutual friend. Especially when they were really like selling that like she hates a spa day. Don't do it. Yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. That's very sneaky to do one behind her back. But like they also would have known that they're sometimes I feel like people do things like that when they don't feel like someone will call them out on it. Mm. Like they might be sort of playing into the fact that they can do whatever they want and this person, they believe that this person's not going to say something about it. I think she should say something. I think she should bring it up. I think she should stand up for herself in this instance. But I also think that they really have to just protect the bride. It is, I can't imagine what it would feel like to know on your wedding day that you have sparring best friends. That would be, it would suck the Wedding energy out of drama the drama is some of the worst that I've the heard. Worst. When you hear people's stories, it's wild. Yeah. Okay. This is involving a very expensive birthday gift. Mm. My in-laws are bad grandparents to my kids, but they are fantastic grandparents to my nephews. And my kids have noticed this over the years. Last year, our oldest nephew turned 13 and my father-in-law made a huge deal about it. He got him a very expensive present. It was around $600. He made a speech at his party about how amazing our nephew is, et cetera. My son turned 13 last month. The in-laws said they had a card with cash in it, but somehow lost it along the way to the party. And she says, I do think that was actually true. They showed up and gave him a sweatshirt that was three sizes too small, but said they'd look for the missing card. They never said another word and never gave my son another gift or said anything nice about my son on his birthday party. My son actually noticed and commented this to us, Mm. but hasn't brought it up again since. My husband and I are disgusted, but do we say something to like the mother-in-law, father-in-law, or let it go since our son seems to have let it go? This is... When it's your kids too, I, mean, I would feel so hurt. I would feel so hurt. This is, my mom is very big on like you have fairness, to spend the exact same yeah. amount on everything all the time. And she'll worry if like one gift looks bigger than the other. She got it on sale and like, oh, the value, like there's a lot of that. And I always remember growing up with like her trying to really protect us from us ever feeling that. However, sometimes I would, I'd be curious to know the relationships. Yeah. I'd be curious to know, are those families actually spending more time together? Is that son very actively involved in that grandparents' lives? Is there a difference there? Is there a reason that the grandparents are sort of catering to that? Do they feel like they have a closer relationship? I'm not excusing what they've done at all, but I do wonder if there's more to this. And I think if they're going to bring it up with the grandparents, which if, if, if this sits in a resentment rule like way, I think it could cause issues later on. Yeah. I think what they should say is, I just want to let you know that our son brought up to us that he noticed and felt a little hurt. He seems to have dropped it. Yeah. But I want you to be aware that that's how he's thinking and feeling. People- And it's not about the money. It's that he felt 
they felt more love and more mm-hmm. special towards the nephew mm-hmm. than to him. Yeah, it's not about the money. And that, I think that's where... Although maybe it is also about the money. I want a $600 gift too. Yeah, who knows? Kids notice it. Kids notice everything. They're I like, so-and-so got this for their birthday. Am I going to get something too? And it's it's hard when kids don't have that consequential thinking yet or like that understanding of how the world works that... And sometimes people go through times in their life where they are have more ability to spend or have a bigger budget to do things. And then things change over time. Or perhaps the grandparents genuinely forgot. Like they are human beings. Maybe they forgot the card. Maybe they just just did a human thing and they kind of messed up here. And there's this big whole thing happening in the background. They have no idea about it. Yeah. I do hate it though, especially when the family dynamics get kind of shit onto the kids. Like that's not fair. Like I know there's so much that can go wrong. Mm -hmm. But when that gets put on the kids and puts them in an uncomfortable position where now he probably feels really jealous of his cousin. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Mm. I think they have to sort out what the root is and and not make it about the gift or how much money was spent, but just the root of, hey, like what's, what is going on here? Because if it is going to impact, I I imagine too being 13 and thinking your grandparents don't love you as much. That, that's some like, you kind of have to have these tough conversations. I just saw a thing the other day that was like, nobody teaches you how to have tough conversations. Facts. And I was like, wow, it's so true. Like even us trying to like navigate how we would hypothetically have yeah. a conversation. We're like both like, I don't know. Can I bury myself in a hole? Is <laughs> yeah, that like, a- I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like that's awful. I don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. Even if it means the next 20 years of your life are going to be impacted more positively or something's going to come to light that you weren't aware of by having an uncomfortable conversation. Especially if you don't know if the other person is willing to have that uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. yeah. Because you can be like therapy to the ears and you're like ready to go and you've got your like, mm-hmm. I feel words. Mm-hmm. And the minute someone like detonates mm-hmm. or hurts you or is not willing to have like a back and forth conversation about it, it's like, why did I do all this work? Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, I think you can also be awkward about it. Be like, I'm, this is so uncomfortable for me, yes. but I need to have an uncomfortable conversation with you because- Call it out. I, I, don't know what to do about this. Yeah. And so can we chat it out? There's been times before where I've messed up. I've done something where I unintentionally wasn't a very good daughter or sister or things like that. And when you hear about it, all the thing that bothers me the most is not that I hurt somebody, but that they sat with it. Yes. That's what hurts. That's what's really hard. And that's what I'll think about for like days on end. Yeah. Is that I did something probably not even intentionally. Thinking it, yeah. Not even really thinking, not not realizing it was a it was anything. And then finding out that that hurt somebody's feelings and they spent weeks thinking about it before coming yes. to me. That's where I'm like, damn, like I wish we would have had, I wish you, I wish you would have said something earlier, but also what am I doing in this relationship that made you feel like you couldn't? Yeah. Fair. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is the last one of the more serious ones. So it's about kissing a baby. We have a three-month-old and one of our asks of our friends and family when visiting with us and our baby baby. is that there's no kissing of the baby. Yeah. Only because it's easy. It's an easy way to prevent our baby from getting sick. And I just don't like having conversations with people about their oral hygiene. Yeah. My in-laws recently visited and my mother-in-law on the first day kissed our baby. My father-in-law has an active cold sore. The baby's fine, but it just kind of, I didn't like it. I kindly asked her not to. She continued kissing the baby. Anyway, moments later, I asked my husband to address it with his parents. Again, he did, but the kissing continued. I I feel incredibly disrespected and like my asks of them are being disregarded. It's unacceptable. So should I, A, 
politely address the situation and speak specifically about the cold sore issue. B, lose my mind and just freak out on them the next time it happens. Or C, at this point, they have lost the privilege to hold my baby. Or another answer of your choice. It doesn't have to be those. You know, the other day, Lemmy and I went to go meet these like newborn puppies. Yeah. And we had to wash our hands. We had to completely scrub down and we had to wear foot covers over ourselves because the puppies were only eight weeks old or sorry, like eight or 10 weeks old. Yeah. And they hadn't had their shots yet. So they're like, we really have to protect them. And we took that so seriously. We take it so seriously if someone tells us about their puppy. I almost feel like the grandmother is trying to assert herself here. Mm. And like you told me not to. So now I want to, I think what they have to say is like, listen, last time I told you not to kiss the baby, you did it. So if I'm, if you're going to hold it, no kissing. And I'm not saying that because I don't want you to be able to kiss the the baby. I'm saying it because there's a lot going on right now. RSV has been rampant the last few years that the actual, whatever the CDC, CDC. Yeah. They came out and said, do not kiss babies. Okay. I, saw, I heard radio ads that said, please do not kiss babies. We're seeing so many of them having RSV. Okay. I think I think they need to remove the cold sore situation. I think they need yeah. to not have that one. Yes. But I think she needs to say like, listen, it's been recommended by the CDC. We're trying to do our best as parents. If you hold them, you cannot kiss them. Like it's the rule across okay. everybody. Yep. Don't do it. And if you see them do it again, be like, Listen, I warned, like, be funny about it. I warned you, don't kiss yeah. the baby. Give the baby back to me now. Like, yes. It yeah. doesn't have to be a big thing, but you have to, if you don't start those boundaries very early on, it's just going to keep happening. Yeah. And right? I would say in case the mother-in-law felt singled out, be like, please don't think this is a rule I have just for you. Yeah. Any person who enters in my house is getting this rule. Like, yeah. please. Just for on. the, and you know what? It's not going to be forever. Yeah. It's just, it's just for right now. We yeah. have to be very protective right now. Yeah. That's okay to say. Okay. Now for the ones that are not so... Our sillies? Our sillies. All right. Do you let your dog, I guess, or cat, do you like your pets? Do you let your dog see you naked? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I've never been naked in front of my dog, so I never thought about it because they don't come upstairs. Yeah. Dogs don't come upstairs either. Well, our dog doesn't come upstairs either, but I would assume that she has probably seen me naked at times. I'm not weird about it. I don't think so either, but then I was trying to think of if I got changed and like my dog burst into the room. I don't know why, but I think I'd feel weird about it. I wouldn't have sex in front of an animal. Mm-hmm. That's something that I wouldn't do because animals are very like intrusive and yeah. you're making a face. I, we like- <laughs> Accidentally it happened once. Can I tell you the story? Okay. If you work with my husband, please stop listening to this part. But anyways, we were having sex and we didn't realize that Dwight was in the room. <laughs> Dwight is our cat and he's very like just grumpy. So then (laughs) mid coitus, Dwight did jump on Scott's back. (laughs) And so it was just like the three of us there just together. And I had to just, it had that's to stop. You, we that's ended why, it. Yeah, yeah. That's we walked why you away. Can't, you can't have sex. In, so if being naked <laughs> leads to having sex, do not uh, avoid at all costs. That's hilarious. Yeah. Dwight, I, no. Dwight's a fucking star. He's mm-hmm. like, this is not happening under my watch. If I have to see this, will we're all going to be down. uncomfortable. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but no, I do agree. Like, I don't view nakedness as sexual per no, se. Exactly. So I don't think I would actually be uncomfortable like if I was walking around and my dog was there or my cat was there. Like it's just funny to think about, but for it's, me nakedness is not yeah. sexual inherently. It's interesting how often that we do associate that though. I remember having to talk about this when people were like I, I let people openly ask me questions postpartum and the biggest one of the biggest ones was like how do you manage breastfeeding 
when that's like, a, like your boobs are like such a sexual thing. I'm like mm-hmm. the same way I put a menstrual cup in yes. and it's not sex. Yeah. It's like different situation, different situations. I'm, if I'm like, I'm not going to strip in front of my pet, but if they're naked and see <laughs> yeah. me, it's not a sexual thing. Yes. Well, I think we're okay. Okay. Which is the best lettuce? Is it iceberg? Is it romaine? Is it mixed greens? Is it something else? My mother will hate this answer because <gasps> she hates this lettuce. Like she thinks it's the lowest of low. Do you fucking like iceberg lettuce? I used to work at the keg and they do the iceberg wedge <gasps> salad and it's my favorite salad. With the dill dressing and iceberg wedge, it's my favorite salad. So I have to say iceberg. I'd like to put out a public service announcement to all of you iceberg lovers. It's tasteless trash and I hate you. I just, I like that it's crispy. Romaine is my second. I like how crisp that one is. I also love a Boston lettuce. <gasps> is that, okay. Is like Boston and bib one. lettuce the same thing? Maybe. Like it's kind of buttery. It's very buttery, but it has like a different, it needs to be like, it, it's a different scenario for me, but I do like an iceberg and I know that's very controversial. I like the lettuce that's in the lobster rolls. Like this, the soft, epi- I think it's butter or bib lettuce. I think this episode needs to be called Tip of the Iceberg Lettuce. <laughs> Isn't that great? I like it. Okay. Also, can we at least band together against the mixed green people? Oh, fuck because that. anytime there's that purple lettuce in there, I feel I like, know. don't try to make me be it's that cabbage. healthy. It's cabbage. But I don't also, want cabbage. It makes my stomach hurt. It's not cabbage. I feel like the purple, it's a stuff purple is cabbage. Lettuce. What? It's purple lettuce. Oh, you're not talking about the little strings of cabbage. No, no, no. Oh, like okay, the gotcha. field greens where it's like the arugula and then like there's sometimes they throw spinach in there, but then there's the long purple one. That purple oh. one makes me feel like it's too healthy. I don't want it. I don't want it in my salad. We literally just had an argument. Yes, not argument, but we were in the store choosing a salad and Shane wanted like the kale, the cabbage yeah, ones, yeah. like a chop salad. Yes. And I was like, I can't, those make, I love, there's a certain type of kale that I can have. It was a dinosaur kale. Majita stopped carrying it. It was my favorite salad. Shout out Majita. Majita. But I, it makes me like my stomach can't digest it. Cabbage and like it's rough, so like rough chopped things me. like that. Yeah. A lot I of feel bad issues. as time goes on to be like, I can't have that. It literally, it's going to ruin my gut for two days, but some salads do that. So an iceberg has been safe. My mom has something about that iceberg is often like carries, I don't know. I don't want to put out misinformation, but there's a reason she hates an iceberg and I don't know why. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I... I can't say enough about how awful iceberg is. And I have a lot of issues. Have you about had a iceberg wedge at the keg? Did you also say it has blue cheese fucking dressing on it? That's an option. I get the dill. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think you'd be surprised. Okay, let's go to the keg. Okay. I'll have this fucking wedge. <laughs> you know what somebody brought up to me? What? We still haven't done our piano duel. I've purposely not brought it up because I have a you know, sneaking you, suspicion that, that I'm, I'm not going to win. <laughs> I went with the kids to the arcade and secretly practiced. And you're not as good as me. And I was not as no. good. Yeah. But I'm just leaving it. It's Who knows? Fine. We'll Who do knows? It. Maybe you were amazing. Or I need to enter like my Rocky era and just like go into training and like drink egg yolks in the morning and then go to the arcade and fucking pound it out. We'll see everyone to be determined. Uh, okay. okay. When you see a garbage bag on the side of the road, do you think it's garbage? Do you think no, it's I a think dead it's, body? I think it's a dead body. Always. All the serial killer ladies. I usually look at this. I look at the shape of ladies. it. Mm-hmm. And I do slow down the car to see if it's moving. Mm. I don't know why, but there's enough stories of things that have happened. Yeah. Where I'm just like, take the time. Does just, the color of the garbage bag 
affect how you think about it. Like if it's a black, it's a black garbage, garbage bag, bag I'm can't immediately see suspicious. Do you know what I always think of? It's really bad. I always think it's kittens. I always worry I, about that to the point where sometimes I will pull over and just kind of kick it. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like I slow down, mm, see if it's moving. moving. This is so morbid, but we've heard so many stories of like, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to think about it. Yeah. But when you hear the rescue stories, it's always because somebody took the time to stop. So I always think about that. Yeah. Fair. Do you talk with your significant other while they're pooping? I mean, like through the door, maybe asking if they're there or like done a quick already, question. like a quick question, but I wouldn't know. You know what I thought about this morning? How weird it is that we can pee with the door open, but you poop with the door closed. Yeah. But oh. like at this, both, the same thing is happening. I know, We're, but it's so different. Waste is leaving our body. But it feels so different. It feels so different. There's a smell. Yeah, I guess. I can, like I pee with the door open. I'll pee in front of Scott. Like mm-hmm. we'll hang out in the bathroom if I'm peeing. But- door closed when I'm pooing and do not fucking talk to me. Do not even ask me a question. Yeah. Scott is so bad for I'll be pooing and he'll be like, are you done up there? If I was done, I would be out of the fucking yeah, bathroom. So like, However, I do ask that of Shane because look, I just feel like sometimes- Some spouses do like to time. be on Reddit or something yeah. on the phone. I feel like they're- uh, Questionable. They like their legs to go numb before they're done. <laughs> I've had that happen. Yeah. Oh me no, too. I'm the problematic one. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's like being a mom of four. You learn to poop fast. I don't know that men have been taught the same skill set. If mm, I'm honest, interesting. They've never had to hurry. They actually love. Women have been taught that poop is so shameful that when we go to the bathroom at work, you make it as quick as possible so nobody knows you pooped. But men, they mm. take a magazine. They go and sit there. They're like, "Are you kidding me?" I have 20 minutes off work right now. I'm going to go sit and enjoy this. You know what? Actually, I am the opposite of that statistic. I will poop anywhere. I will poop in a Walmart with someone right beside me in the stall. The I will poop at a gas station. It, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll poop anywhere. I have IBS. I so I've had to, I, I used to be, as a kid, I never would go to the bathroom in a public washroom. Like my parents oh, one time really? had to leave a vacation spot because- I wouldn't go into like this outdoor washroom. Okay. For three days. Like they literally had, we had to leave because they were concerned. I'm going to throw my sister under the bus here. Okay. My sister can only poop in her own toilet. Oh, wow. If she's at work, she just will hold it. I will will often hold it. But if I have IBS flare and I have diarrhea, like there's nothing I can do. There's been times where I, when I used to live in Ottawa and we'd be driving home and I'd be in a flare up often because of the stress, we would have to like stop. And I would be in the most... So this is the person who never uses public washrooms suddenly having to use the worst of yes. the worst public yes. washrooms. Yes. Like I've I've gone through it. I've you know seen what? things. I'd like to call my sister out even further <laughs> since she's not here to defend herself. If we're on vacation, yeah, she won't. She just doesn't. She'll wait till she gets home. She just won't eat any foods that would like do that. I am going to throw myself under the bus a little bit more. Do it. After my, like, so my first marriage, I was 19. Yes. We'd never pooped in front of each other yes. because we were just very new. Yes. And so I took a modium on the trip. I'd never taken a modium before. Oh. Didn't know what it could possibly do. Came home and I started having like the most intense pain that I've ever had. Oh no. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I could not get I could not get this out of me. I was, and I didn't even understand constipation right. to the point of like understanding it could be that painful. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctors. They told me I had actually frozen my bowels. I'd taken <gasps> so much emodium that my like bowels were just like not functioning. Holy shit. I tore my bowels. Ooh! 
I had to have the doctor's finger up my bum to see where the bleeding was coming from to make sure there was nothing else going on. And then, so after he did that, I guess it just popped things loose enough. And I literally, we raced home and I just, so I went from never wanting to poop in front of my husband to you need to drive me to the doctors and then drive me home. And I literally shit my pants for like the entire day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So just poop in front of people. If you need to poop in front of people, don't try and avoid it. To your sister, don't go, go, don't go through that pain. She will till the day she dies. Let's talk about the YMCA. What about it? So when you're doing the song with the arm actions, YMCA, do you do the C so that it's a C to yourself or do you do the C that it's a C to the people facing you? To the people facing. YMCA. You always go to the left. I do this. Is that a, is that a C to you? No. This is not good for a podcast because I'm just miming things with my hands (laughs) and asking you if it's right. You're going to the right. I do the C to myself. The best thing about this is everyone is sitting here listening yeah. and they're going like, wait, what do I do? Do it, Always please. Go to the left. Because I do it to myself, but you're doing it out to the world, which is great. It says a lot about our personalities, to be honest. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> which TV proposal was more romantic? Chandler and Monica yeah. or Michael with Holly on The Office? Michael and Holly. Yeah. Hands down. Chandler and Monica, it actually, it was one of the weird scenes that I was, I didn't love it. Okay. It was a little uncomfortable for me. Interesting. I think they didn't cry perfectly, that I didn't find it super believable. Okay. When, he, when Chandler cried, it felt so fake and contrived that I was like, I don't like this. Okay, that's fair. The most romantic scene of all TV history <gasps> was when Joey goes to the door and knocks on it and they open it. And that was the end of the season. And it starts again with that. Like there's that, that there's, there's so the much The most tension. romantic. Clearly you've never seen Klaus Michelson of the Vampire no, Diaries. I no, I haven't. Okay. I can't get into that again. Anyways, okay. Rachel and Joey forever. Okay. So the Robert Munch book, I Love You Forever. Oh, yes. The part where From she- Guelph, by the way. Yeah. Shout out Guelph. The part where she crawls into her son's window at the end. Mm. He's an adult. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read the book, she's constantly yeah. she rocks telling him his her whole baby. life yeah. all the way till he's an adult. And at the end of the book, she crawls into his room and rocks him in his sleep. But he's yeah. an adult. Yeah. Do you find this to be creepy, or do you find it's necessary to the story? I think it's an analogy. Okay. I don't think it's meant to be taken. It's always so freaks me out. Of course, I think it's fair that it's a little weird, mm-hmm. but I also think it's the analogy of I will hold you for mm-hmm. your whole life, and yeah. at the end of life, she holds him or. He holds her. Fair. So I don't, I think that Robert Munch was telling it in a way that children would understand it. So it's like, necessary I'm with to the story. Because children don't think that that's weird. Right. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, comp- at the age that they're reading it, they're not like, why the hell is mom crawling through my window? Yes. In, in that age, they think that mom's with them forever, that they're never not going to be with mom. Mm, fair. So I think that the story needed to go play that way. Otherwise, how is she going to hold him as an adult? Get invited over for dinner and then do it in front of everybody? No. <laughs> Let's be real. Okay. This one. Is about cleaning your glasses. Eyeglasses, to be exact. Okay. I was chatting with a colleague who was cleaning his glasses, the little glasses with like the microfiber cloth. Mm. I asked him if I could borrow it to clean my glasses. He let me, but I felt a weird vibe. And now I'm worried that he might have thought it was very weird for me to borrow his microfiber cloth to clean my glasses. Is it like sharing a toothbrush and this is totally gross or is it normal? I don't actually know. Mm. I think that both of them could be right here. Because yeah. maybe for her, it's not a big deal. 
And then for him, he's like, that is This is my eye stuff. Let's be real. We're also so weird about so many things. Like we'll lick the insides of each other's mouths and like to touch somebody else's toothbrush, we're like, oh my God, that's disgusting. I will use Scott's toothbrush any day, any time. I have zero germs. I have zero germs. But I will lick the inside of his mouth. I'll eat a fucking cake out of the garbage. Like I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I've seen you do it. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) Do you name your vehicles? I used to, but I haven't, I haven't anymore. Like not lately. Scott does. I don't. What are your vehicle names? He named his red car Lucille because it oh, has yeah, red Lucille, hair. Yeah. And then our daughter, when she was young, always called the truck Trucky. Oh, Trucky. So he calls it Trucky. Does he name his bikes? That's a great question. I really fucking hope not because that would be an ick for me. He's riding those. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. I'm just going to go ride. I'm just going to go ride soon. So. Taking shoes off on the airplane. Oh, my God. Not socks, but shoes. Tell me your thoughts. If socks are still on, I think it's okay. I disagree. Listen, listen. Tracy Moore just did a segment on City Line about okay. this because her feet swell on planes. So she was like, I gotta take my, I gotta take my shoes off, but I leave my socks on and I place them on top of my shoes just to give them space. I guess if she's not parading her feet around. If you're putting your feet up on yes. something, if you are that's so wrong. I don't know what's I'm even of the I'm even of the air that you shouldn't recline your seats. I agree, actually. I know the airlines I think provide it's, it, so yep, it's there. They, it's there. I understand it. There's been times I've been absolutely exhausted. And I've still opted to not recline my seat because I know how uncomfortable it is. For I would rather you. Yeah, I would rather die than inconvenience someone else. <sighs> yeah, but I think too, though, not everyone is aware of their own smell. So I feel like taking off your shoes for me this is, is a why no. I wouldn't because I have stinky feet. It's like this thing I have to tell. I literally, if I walk in, I have a certain pair of shoes that I are the, my most comfortable shoes. So of course they're the stinkiest because I wear them when I need to be like going to Disney for the day. Okay. So those shoes, like they, if I could buy more of them, I would. I cannot. They don't even, they don't even exist anymore. So those shoes are like death. Okay. They're like the eternal bog of stench. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, you could throw My them out. Stink. You no. could get a new pair of shoes, Sarah. No, I can't. Not okay. for those ones. <laughs> They're my comfies, but I will eventually, like they're only a year old, but my feet, I I don't sweat in my face and hair. And like, I don't even sweat in my armpits all that yeah. much, but I sweat in my, in my feet do you and not, it's stinky. Do you not find though, like different shoe brands will like hold a smell more? Like I have some I shoes know. like Converse yeah. where I'll smell them and be like, Bleh. and then other shoes, I'm mm. like, there is no scent in here at all. Maybe it's like leather versus canvas. Could be. Could Maybe. be. Okay. Final poll of the day. Okay. It's a stolen baby name. Oh, these when these happen, I know, I know. I this is why you so shouldn't, even it. if it's a close friend. Like, don't tell your baby name. Okay, my friend and I are pregnant at the same time, and she had her baby just recently, and used the name I had already told her about that I was going to name my baby. For I feel sure. like we've talked about this before too. This is how much this happens. Her question is: Should I keep the same name that I was going to do, or pick another name, or unfriend this friend? What are your thoughts? My fear is that if you name it the same, people everyone's going to be like the copy. Yeah. You copied her name. There was somebody who named their kid Lemmy Lynn after she was born. And like full Lemmy and Lynn spelled the same way. Oh, wow. And there was like, but what if they had actually already come up with that name? I was so terrified of anybody knowing the name and anybody using the name yeah. that I was like, I held it so close to my chest. The day Lemmy was born, this name mentor account came out and was yeah. like, 
names that they, they were suggesting on the day she was born, they said, Lemmy, <gasps> before I gave birth, like yeah. an hour before I gave birth. Yeah. They said, Lemmy, spelt a little bit different, yeah. but said Lemmy as like a girl name. And yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like sometimes these, but there's millions of names out there yeah. to me in my head and heart. If somebody else named that name, I would just do whatever I need to, to mourn that name and find a new one. Yeah. I think First of all, it's extremely shady what her friend did. If so she shady. Told Still not her, my friend. I would not like, be the same close friend anymore. No, but you can't claim a name. No, you can't. You can't claim. say a name out loud and then dibs forever. No one can use that yeah. name, even if it's a close friend. So if you truly don't want anyone taking the name, don't tell anyone. Because mm-hmm. there's always that one chance that you have a friend who is a little bit competitive and then all of a sudden falls in love with it and they yeah. have the baby first. Yeah. I also think if you really love a name don't tell people because you're going to have to actually watch their reaction when, when to the name it's, when they're born and you're told their name. Yes. But when you're like, we think we're going to name them so-and-so or their name is this, you're like, people's people opinions still think yeah. that they have time to change your mind. Yes. And that's what happened to me. That's why Maya's name is Maya and not what her middle name is, which is Summer. I wanted her name to be Summer. Oh. One comment threw me off that somebody said. And you backed off the name. And I backed off the name. And I have for years, I've been like, do you not want to be like Summer Maya? <laughs> Both names are beautiful. But no, she doesn't even like Summer at all. She doesn't even want that to be her middle name. She like made up a different middle name for herself now. So How whatever. How does Gemma feel about her middle name? It's interesting because her middle name is Bryn. Mm-hmm. And I named that after a character on MTV. But I, real world, mm-hmm. Bryn, she was great. But we always called her Gemma Birdie. So that's, yeah. she, she went by, she went by Birdie so much to the point that we would call her Birdie and she responded to Birdie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like I don't, middle names are so, I just, in my head, but we actually, the name Gemma, Gemma with a J mm-hmm. was my ex-husband's boss's child's name. Interesting. We went to them and said, we love your kid's name. She's like five or six. Yeah. We can't stop thinking about it. The kids aren't going to interact. How do you feel about us using that name as well? And they like fully gave us the blessing. Well, that's nice that you asked. I I would have felt so weird if he went to work and was like, this is our daughter Gemma, spelled the exact same way. Like I clearly got inspired. I love Gemma and the Holograms. When I heard that name, it was like, I couldn't do anything about it. Her name was Gemma. And so we went and asked them and they were like, chill about it. Love it. Okay. Those are the polls. We are done. Oh my gosh. One hour and one minute. It was the Vanderpump. Yeah. You know what? It's okay. People needed to hear what we thought. It was time. I feel really bad because I think there's people who are overhearing about it, but I can't help it. It's in the zeitgeist. It's it's something I can't stop talking about. I need everybody to talk about it with me. Yes. And I will like explain in the middle of parties because I'm like, I, it's such a psychological experiment almost too. Like yes. we're watching it. This is why I think it's really important for us to, why I went so hard on Ross Geller Yes. Because he's not a real person. These people are real. Yes. I get that. Yes. But Ross Geller is not a real person. It's a great time to have discussions about what's cheating, yeah. what's okay, if this, that, like all of these different, is that a wife? Is that a partner? It's brought up a lot of questions that as a society, we haven't had for a long time. I find trying to watch another reality show right now is hard for me because it's not yeah. as exciting. It's not. It's, there's the serotonin Nothing can that hold we're getting a from candle this. to it. I know. It's a lot. I, my favorite part before we end is that Shane will be like, so how was your like show tonight? Like what happened? What happened? And yeah. I'll be like, you're acting like you care about me, but you care about what happened. Like you genuinely want to just know, watch it with us. Just watch it. Yeah. Like just succumb. Yeah. Like just be a part of it. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for coming over. Anytime. All right. Talk to everyone soon. Bye. Right, next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while. 
and you can join over 200,000 of the papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.